0: Hello and welcome to the Epistolic Scribbler. I am your host, Yolanda osborne Khan, and we are so excited that you have joined us. On last week, we broke down and unpacked the prayer of Jabez, and our topic was brimming with blessings, and we broke it into four parts. First, Jabez asked God to bless him. Second, he asks God to enlarge his territory. And then thirdly, he prays that God will be with him and to stay close to him. The last thing that Jabez asks is that God keep him from harm so that he be free from pain. But by the end of this teaching, we come to recognize and realize that at the very center of this simple yet extraordinary prayer, that it teaches us not only how to approach God, but how to walk in the overflow. Guess what? You are not here by chance, but are here by divine appointment. Let's dive in and see how today's topic, Above the Rim, and see how giving our offerings above our tithes have a direct correlation in walking in the overflow. So our first thought, when I say Above the Rim, what comes to your mind? Just think about it for a minute. Above the rim. Are you thinking about a basketball dunk? That, you know, the hang time was just absolutely glorious. I could think of a few, uh, just a few dunks like that. Maybe a bottle of bubbly where the cork has been popped and now it's spewing all over the place. No? Well, what if I told you that if you honored God in your giving and took a worshipful stance in what you actually drop into the offering plate, whether that is via Cash App, PayPal, or even an auto-draft from your account? What if I told you that if you honored God in that way, that you would see not only a change in your finance, but your overall budget and the way you work? So we're going to start off talking about in Exodus 25 8 through 9 where God gave Moses a very large task and promise and what he said was have them make a sanctuary for me and I will dwell among them make this tabernacle and all its furnishings exactly like the pattern I will show you so what happens is is that Moses is given um, a very hard task and that is to have the people build a sanctuary based on God's blueprint. And Moses shows himself to be a great leader in the building of this tabernacle because not only does he follow God's instructions, but the tabernacle itself is something where it shows, tells us later on that the Shekinah glory, that the cloud of God's holiness was over that tabernacle. So we have the opportunity, just as Moses did, to be great leaders, whether that's in our families, our jobs, um, management teams, whatever it is that has been stewarded into our hands, because just like we pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, that will be done in earth. So basically we're asking God's kingdom to reflect itself on earth, so even though we may not be constructing a building. What we're doing is, is we are bringing in our tithes and our offerings into the building, which is the building of our church. It is the building of which is being displayed of, you know, containing people, holding people where people can sit, where people can uh, worship God freely. So, What lessons can we learn from Moses' leadership and how can we carry out our God-given responsibilities to give? Not only to be generous givers, but to give cheerfully and with a heart that's full of thanks. How do we go about doing that? Well, first, we have to follow God's instructions. Moses followed a particular pattern to make the tabernacle that God specifically wanted. And he called in the people that God asked him to call. He used the materials, asked, and he also made sure that each piece of equipment was the size and the the dimensions of which God acquired. So number one was he followed instructions, okay? So when we want to walk in the overflow and when we want to live above the rim, God will direct us in the details of how we are to give. And we should listen to God as He leads us. And and maybe it's not the same amount you give every week. Maybe God is tugging on your heart to buy school supplies or donate something, or maybe He's asked you to give to someone anonymously or buy that student or that elderly person that's on a fixed income a gas card. I mean it could look like anything, but the the main thing is is that when God has a particular pattern to do something. And when he has asked us to do something and to use certain things that he has stewarded of us, we have to be able to listen to him and he will bless us in our obedience. The next thing we need to do is we need to recognize the heaviness or the weight of the task. Moses understood that this job was too big for him. And he didn't kill himself trying to do all the work himself, right? He was sensitive to God's directions and instructions. And so when he brought people in, he recognized that not only was he responsible to follow through with what God tasked him to do, but he was to make sure that it was of the finest and the best quality of each particular craftsman. So when God asks us to do things, a lot of times... The purpose is not for us to do it ourselves. God sometimes gives us things that are way too big for us to do alone. And so we need the prayer and support and advice and and wise counsel, um, often from people who do the physical work themselves. And in order for this to be a complete and finished work and planned out and done the way God wants it, then we need to be able to work well with others so that we can finish not only our job and our task on time, but that is done in a spirit of excellence. We cannot allow our pride to steal the blessings that God has for us and keep us from walking in the overflow because we think that something is too big for what God has called us to do. Just because it looks impossible to us, God tells us That Jesus looked at the people and he said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. That's Mark 10, 27. So all things are possible with God, but not because we sing the song, not because we pray the right words, and not because we are praying so hard and, you know, we just, we have been asking God the same things over and over and over. It's not because of that. All things are possible with God because it is the very nature of his character. God declares of himself throughout scripture. It's his very name and the identity of who God is. And so God is who and he is what he does. In Genesis, we learned in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. Bereshit bara Elohim et It means in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. But in the beginning, right? in the beginning of something. Well, in the beginning was God. And El Shaddai, that's how God revealed himself. He revealed himself not only as Elohim, but he revealed himself as El Shaddai, God Almighty, God who holds all power and all might. Therefore, when all things are possible with God, it's all things are possible with him because it is he that made us and not we ourselves. He is the creator. So because he created it, he makes it so. The next thing that we need to be able to understand is that we need to realize and be able to use the gifts of others. And that doesn't mean use as an abuse. That means use so that we are all walking and working together. The Bible compares the church as a body, so each part has a specific role which causes the body to function like a well-oiled machine, as it should, right? So when Moses solicited the help of every person who were probably, well not probably, but who were the best or the most skilled in each of their giftings, They were the best craftsmen, right? They were the best weavers, the best embroiderers, goldsmiths, silversmiths, woodsmen, potters, designers of each and every type. Anything that you could think of, these people were at the top of their game, that they were um, the best jewelers, the best craftsmen of anything that needed to be placed or needed to be within and without on the outside and on the inside of the tabernacle, So he recognized the importance of using these people's God getting gifts. And because he was able to recognize that, then the temple was built, the tabernacle was built based on, again, God's blueprint, not his. God designed it and then Moses was to follow God's instruction. So God surrounds us with people so that we can accomplish more. And he does this because, again, he is a multiplier. And he is a multiplier of greatness, not just a little something here and there. It's not a hit or miss when we use God. God has a pattern. And when we follow that pattern, we will always be successful cast the vision and give clear direction so that's what moses did the vision was casted he was given clear direction and so moses took all that god had given him and with those directions and understanding through prayer he was able to share it and was able to receive god-given help and then that way the tabernacle was built again in excellence he encouraged the people to give and to give all of the by means that they had. So the people came and they gave their wealth and they gave their skills. And this was clearly communicated to the people that as such, such a way at some point that people were giving so much and with such generosity that they were able to receive what Moses said, that it was clearly communicated that that's what God wanted. And I think that is the reason why I enjoy teaching and preaching the word of God today because it's probably because of my leadership's ability and willingness to share the passion and specifics that God gave them, not only when they were teaching the word and not just in word, but in deed. And because I saw those examples and because I saw giving and because I saw their time and talents give generously within the church, then I likewise was able to follow that example in word and in deed as well. And because of that, I can replicate what the people of God did during the building of the tabernacle and give my best generously, whether it be with my tithe, my talent, or my time. I recognize that it all belongs to God. So what's an area where God has given you The opportunity to lead financially. Are you seeking God's direction daily in your giving so that you can live above the rim, so that you can live brimming with blessings? In Exodus 36 and 37, the Israelites were busy constructing the inside of the tabernacle, the place where God's people could go to worship and meet him and Moses previously had asked everyone to give whatever they could to contribute to this massive undertaking. And again, how could they possibly gather enough to reach such an ambitious goal, right? How how could this how could this work out in their favor? Well, the Bible tells us that the people were bringing so much more and so much of the best of what they had more than enough. That Moses actually had to ask the people to stop bringing their offerings. So this is where we get to living above the rim. In addition to our regular tithes, God's people brought all above anything that they could imagine. They brought any offering that they could. They brought it and they brought it cheerfully and they brought it generously. So If only a few people had given, there would probably not have been much to work with. But we see in this case that each person gave generously from their heart and their throw was more than enough. So the next time we're tempted to wonder how our seemingly small little offering or little trinket could contribute to God's work, we should remember the example of the tabernacle. As long as we're doing our part, God will always make it more than enough because he is a multiplier. With the hands and the offerings of ordinary people, God made the place where he lived and the place where his Shekinah glory reigned over the tent, which we also know as a tabernacle, was built in excellence of all the finest things. No one brought any canned goods that no one didn't want. No one brought a rusty or chip chair or a dirty mirror or, for example, an oxen that couldn't carry or a salt that wasn't salty. Nobody did that. Everyone brought and they brought it generously and they brought it more than enough. They brought what was on their hearts to give, excuse me, and God made that more than enough. So there are some times where we may find it difficult to be generous. Why? What is the one thing that could be done in your church if everyone gave generously? Hmm, that's something to think about, hmm? What is the one thing that I could contribute to work God is doing around my church, through my giving, through my time, and through my talent? What is one thing that I could contribute? So this is... One of the things that I feel that we need to look at when we talk about above the rim, when God has given us things and that we are able to walk in abundance in our lives that we have no lack. We're not saying that there's no challenges that we have, but when we give above our tithe and we walk into giving offerings, we are setting ourselves up for walking in the overflow. So Lord, I thank you for what you have given me. So many blessings that I cannot begin to count them all. They are without number. And so Lord, I pray that you would develop me into being just not only a generous giver, but to continue to have a giving heart that glorifies you, a cheerful heart that desires to give back to you a small measure of the overabundance that you have poured into my lap. Father, there are times when i Worry about giving, and there are times when I do hold back from giving because I have a kind of nagging feeling that if I give this away or if I give away too much, then I may not end up with what I need. So, Lord, in my heart, I know that this attitude is not of you, nor is it founded in the true biblical principles of what I've been taught. So God, I come to you now and I ask you to change my heart in the respects to giving so that I will be more truly what you have called me to do and that I reflect a heart that pleases you while giving not only generously, but giving in overabundance. I ask that you just give me the wisdom to know what to give, when to give and whom to give it to. Change my attitude towards giving, Lord, knowing that all things come from you and it is from you that all blessings flow. It is from you that you have given us the overabundant supply that we have graciously poured not only into others' lap, but those that are in need. So Lord, we are just giving back to you in another thread, in another means. So give me, I pray, a giving heart, a generous heart, and a grateful heart. Develop in me a heart that is filled with thanks and praises to you for all that I have and for all that you have done for me. Help me to walk by faith and not be swayed by the problems that seem to surround me on every side. Help me not to be moved by my circumstance, my financial situations, or anything that I may lack. Help me, Lord, to have the faith to do the things that you've asked me to do in my generous giving and in my heart that soul yearns to please you. Help us to live by faith and not by sight and to trust that you will always provide enough, not only sufficient provision for my daily need, but my desires. Help us to read your word and reckon it to be true and not to doubt your promises, for we know that they are yea and amen. Lord, keep our hearts ever thankful towards you and give us A tender compassion for those around us that are hurting and those that are in need, those that don't have. And God, help us to be sensitive. Help us not to ignore the pulling and the tugging that you do on our hearts, that we may be able to share what you have deposited in us. May we be willing to give to those who don't have and that we show forth the love of mercy of God that's in our lives And that we have a cheerful and gracious disposition, especially to those who are disadvantaged. Accept our offering of prayer and praise and thanksgiving, God, for all that you have given to us. And receive our prayer. Lord, we know these words and the things that you do for us are just small tokens of our love. Knowing that all things come from you and we just offer it back to you from the bountiful goodness of our hearts that you have given us. We are so grateful. We love you so much, for you are our supply and our supplier. Hear our prayer, O God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can visit me on all social media platforms such as Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcast, Pocket Podcast, Spotify, and Radio Public, or visit me online at The Apostolic Scribbler. Thank you for listening. Join us on Mondays at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we examine and investigate the mysteries of the Bible. Tune in next time and together we may be surprised by what we find out.